Good afternoon, everyone. This is my first podcast with Trainer on the Road. My name is Cliff Moit, and I am excited. I am thrilled, and most importantly, I am honored to have you listen to my podcast. Now, this podcast, just to give you a little brief synopsis of it, this podcast is about real talk about real problems and developing real issues in health and fitness in your marriage and in business and throughout the years of of living right now I'm 46 years old but throughout the years of living you go through stuff that creates wisdom and part of that wisdom is developing a knack of explaining it to other people so they can learn as well as you at the same time. So I'm on the road right now. I just finished training the client. He is a great, great gentleman. He's actually 90 years old. Um, he, he doesn't really have a lot of uh, capability of walking uh, like he used to, I would say, even a couple of months ago. But nevertheless, he is here on this planet for a purpose. I have learned a lot from my client, Gene. He is a phenomenal person. He has been through there and then some, always going as far back as the Holocaust. So one thing that I've learned over time, the more people you engage with, the more you learn about yourself. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you have an understanding in why you do the things that you do. And sometimes in life and how the universe works is when we start to resist the things that we don't want to do, things start to get stripped from us. I'm going to repeat that. When you start to resist from the things that we want to do and don't want to do, because sometimes I want to do something and sometimes I don't want to do something, things are going to start to get stripped from you to learn your lesson. The lesson is not about the person who's involved or the place or the thing. The lesson is within yourself so you can identify and become a witness to yourself and say, ah. Some people call that the aha moment. We hear it over and over again. Personally, I think that's bullshit. It's not the aha moment. It's your subconscious mind finally getting to your conscious mind to allow you to understand the real reason why this stuff happens. Okay? So... Let's pertain that into health and fitness and wealth and and family and marriage and kids and everything that we consider. Because I hear that today, in in today's world, people are really stressed. They're stressed more now than ever before. And why is that? Especially kids. I think the rate of suicide is actually rising because of this crazy notion of gratification. Instant gratification is part of the reason why we're going through what we're going through right now. People do not have the patience and the time to actually get the results that they want. They want it instantly. And because of that, that's when the stress and anxiety starts to rise. A client could come up to me and ask me, you know what, Cliff, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds. My first question to them is, why? Well, 
because, you know, I, I basically want to fit into a, a dress or I want to fit into a suit. Why? Well, because, you know, a couple of years ago, I felt like I let myself go. Why? You see, the reason why, we know the answer. If a person is overweight, if a person's out of shape, you know why. The question is, do you believe that story? Do you truly believe that story? When you truly believe the story, then the action and the universe is going to support it, no matter what you say or do. If I'm miserable, I guarantee everything in my life is going to be attracting miserable things. So if your goal is to lose weight, is to get in shape, is to have a better marriage, you first have to say to yourself, why is that important to me? And go deep down the rabbit hole. Allow yourself to go so deep in there that you instantly start to be silent. I have, you know, (laughs) it's pretty interesting. My kids, I love my kids. We have four kids. Love my wife. That's my queen. It's what? January. End of January. And I came home from a long day of training. I like like 15 hours. I was out on the road training people back and forth, right? I come home. Both kids were home. And I noticed that the holiday ornaments, the Christmas ornaments were still all over the house. And I'm saying to myself, how is this possible? How is it possible that these ornaments are all around? We have two capable teenagers that could get it done. But they, hey, hey. Listen, I know what you're saying. You're probably saying, they're teenagers. What the hell do you expect? I get that. I get that. Listen, I was a teenager. I get it. I'm not not denying what you're saying through me because I feel it through my bones. That is not true. I get it. What I am saying is that there's responsibility. And our job as parents is teach these kids how to be independent, how to become problem solvers and also be responsible, right? So I come in and I say, hey, you know, (laughs) how is this possible? You know, you guys were home most of the day and Christmas ornaments. And their answer, of course, oh, we can help you now. You know what? As a parent, that's probably the last thing you want to hear. Well, we can help you now. No, no, I don't want to hear it. You know what? It was around 8 o'clock, 8, 9 o'clock. You know what? Go to bed. I'm done. I'll do it myself. So I was getting a little frustrated because instantly, again, I'm, I'm playing this out to you so you, so the listeners can clearly understand. Instantly, when I came home, I wanted the house to have no ornaments. I was frustrated because instantly I came in, I opened the door, I see ornaments. They should not be here based on my expectation and not communicating. And, and the importance of communicating so they can understand by the time I get home what has to get done. It's the same communication you have with your spouse, your partner, your business, your, your business partner, your coworkers. If there's no communication, right? If there's no communication, I guarantee there's going to be expectations. And when there's expectations, someone is going to have some form of resentment. I just need you to really think about that. So what I decided to do is I wanted to just clean this up by myself. I didn't want anyone else to help me. 
and usually when I clean, I normally take my my music, my Pandora, whatever music that I'm doing, because I'm also a, a, a DJ, so I love music. I love listening to music all the time, and I put on my headphones if it's late, so people don't, you know, my 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 family doesn't hear my music blasting. Um, but I decided for some reason, let me just clean, let me just pick up this mess, do what I have to do without any noise, without the TV, without the radio, with just my thoughts. And the more I got into the cleaning, the more I start to ask myself questions, start to have random thoughts of things that, you know, my father who passed away, you know, fourth grade or, or third grade, I had a teacher, Miss Werner. I mean, things like this started to come up and I started to become the witness. And I'm saying the witness is when you come out of yourself and start to look at yourself. You cannot see the picture inside the frame. And sometimes as an individual, what you do is you have to come out of the picture and out of the frame and look inside to see your actions, to see your your the way that you process things. So I decided to to go down the deeper rabbit hole and wonder why these things randomly are coming up for me. Why do I feel the way that I do? Why did I think about this teacher? Why did I think about this particular moment in my life? And I and I have to tell you, it was the most gratifying feeling because the truth is in order to step forward in life, you got to know how to date yourself again. You see, as kids, you know, we could play by ourselves for hours. That was a form of dating and getting to know yourself. As we start to grow into adults, we lose that importance, that, that magnetic field of who you are as an individual and that connection with yourself. And if you don't have a connection with yourself, how on God's earth are you going to have a connection with your spouse? How on earth are you going to have connection with getting fitness results? How on earth are you going to make the money that you really want to make with your partner or as an entrepreneur if you don't know who you are? (laughs) Listen, I'm not here. I'm not preaching anything. This is just a personal experience that I have learned over time. And the more I talk it out loud and have this conversation with others, they all agree. And it's quite interesting, very quite interesting. As Sean Connery said, welcome to the rock. (laughs) So I'm going to end this. But I want you to think about this. You are on this path by yourself. And during this journey, whether it's fitness, whether it's health, whether it's a a marriage or a relationship or uh, a goal of entrepreneurship, business, whatever it is, that this is your journey. Every step that you make is your step. Every footprint that you make is your footprint. So allow yourself to understand yourself even more by waking up and being grateful for who you are and allowing for you to experience what the earth and the universe is going to give you. Some days are good, 
Some days aren't bad, but it's all in perception based on where you are. If you have unshakable peace within, there is a lot of love to share to others. Now I'm going to wrap it up from there. This is Cliff Moy from Uncaged to Titan, your first episode. Love you all. Good morning, good night, and most importantly, where's my lunch? Bye-bye. Welcome, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Cliff Moy, and you're listening to another episode of Trainer on the Road. I just woke up, and I'm off to train a financial planner. You know, we hear about financial planners, but do we really know what they do? And sometimes the people are so cautious about financial planners that they end up screwing their whole life savings in fear. Let me explain this to you. I myself believe that every person should have some type of organizer, some type of gatekeeper, and some type of protector of your money. Sometimes it's hard to find them. It's like a diamond in the rough. But overall, we need to understand that the money that we make, the money that we grow, and the money must be protected. And if you are a family man, a businessman, an entrepreneur, you need to protect your money. And sometimes protecting your money, it doesn't mean that you spend the money. If you're a business person, it doesn't mean that you have to take risk because risks are so important. They are. Risks are so important right now that we don't even know how, 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 how to get out of certain financial destitutes based on decisions that we make. Let me give you an example. I open up a facility, I open up an office, I use my whole savings in hopes that I will make it back 10 times or more. That's not protecting the money. What that is, is making a stupid decision. You want to take some money out. If you are a fitness professional or a coach, where we are creative and we have hopes that we will make some money, yes, and there are going to be ups and downs. I have been there. But you also have to understand that we have to keep a nest egg. We have to keep emergency funds. You know, Dave Ramsey, if you haven't heard his podcast, he's phenomenal when it comes to understanding money. So, If you don't protect the money and keep it secure, what will happen if something out of your spectrum, out of your hopes, out of your understanding, something happens to you? What if, just what if, what if you're walking down the street and sure enough, you get hit by a car? I mean, that's pretty extreme, I know, I know. But just what if, what if? How are you going to help your family? Is it 
the fact that your your wife is on the same bank account, your spouse is? What if you don't have a spouse? Do you have a power of attorney? What are the legal paperwork that you must have to protect yourself if you're a trainer? Do you have insurance? Yeah, it's great to train your clients and, and you know, you may be working in the gym and, hey, listen, you want to protect yourself in all angles. I don't care if you work at LA Fitness, Planet Fitness, Lifetime Fitness, whatever the hell you're working at, you got to protect yourself. And protecting yourself is having your own damn insurance just in case. That's being a professional. And when you do make the money, you have to figure out how can you make more money. Okay? Not just, hey, I made X amount of dollars and I'm feeling good. How far you want to go? Because you got to invest back into the business. Not just go out and partying. Not go out and vacationing. Because just because you made money this month, or in a couple of months, does not mean it will last forever unless you learn how to grow the money and protect the money. So, what do we do? How do we, how do we protect the money? How do we make sure that our assets are safe? You first have to respect it. You have to respect what you're making. And the financial planner is the one who helps you decide what and what not to do. Let's face it. If I'm going to go to a financial planner, I want to go to someone who's making millions. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars close to a million. Because if I'm going to go to someone who just came out of college, my risks are very high. So make sure that you look for someone who's experienced, maybe a referral. And if you don't have it, what do you do? Well, I would say start with something very basic by open up a damn savings account just in the meantime. Open up a savings account and make sure the money is, is withdrawn Every couple of weeks, maybe bi-weekly, bi-monthly, weekly, whatever you want. So you know that that money could go either into paying off your quarterly. Okay. It could go to uh, a Roth IRA if you decide to go that way. There's so many different options. But the thing is, if you're making the money, you have to spread the money in order to protect the money. And spreading it is allowing you to grow. So that is my tidbit for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Uncased the Titan, Trainer on the Road. My name is Cliff White. And I love to say good morning, good afternoon, and of course, good evening.
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You are listening to another episode of Trainer on the Road. My name is Cliff Moy, and I welcome you to my podcast. Right now, if you're here in the background, I'm not sure if you're hearing or not, uh, it is pouring here in South Florida. Absolutely pouring. Um, which I don't mind. You know, the reason why I don't mind having this type of rain is because during this time of year, which is the, the winter season down here, uh, it doesn't rain. So it's great to have some form of change, something that disrupts the pattern of people who do come down, quote unquote, snowboards, snowboards, come snowboards. <laughs> they do come down and realize that every day is not sunny here in Florida. So today's episode. Let's get to work. Today's episode is overweight people, people who claim that they're fat, people who want to use the story, whatever you want to call it. It comes down to a couple of things. If you feel like you're overweight, if you feel like you're fat, I don't care what description, what adjective that you use. If you don't feel like you are at your full potential physically and full potential meaning that you are not moving the, the way that you want okay now there are some circumstances where there's injury I get that but if there is no reason or there are no reasons for you not to get in shape and you choose to be overweight and you choose to be um, or choose to have some type of obesity and whatever it is, That's a choice that you have to make. That's your choice. There's no judgment here. But for the ones who complain about it, that they want to lose weight, and they're not doing anything to support them, this episode is for you. Now, when you're overweight or you're known as a person who has obesity issues, there's something that's called energy. Everything around us has energy. Everything. Okay? Tesla knew his best. That's why he probably got killed off. He was trying and he found it. Not trying. He developed free energy. And of course, good old Thomas Edison took his place. But that's a different blog that um, and podcast that I'll write and of course speak about. So, energy in. The amount of energy that you take in and the amount of energy that you take out is the critical factor of either how you are going to lose or gain weight. So, if I choose to eat food, which is energy in, and I choose to sit on the couch, which is energy out, the mathematical equation is always going to be energy wins. That's how simple it is. I Do I believe in counting calories? I mean, is it necessary? I would say yes in the beginning, but then it gets a little, a little nuts for people. I don't tell my clients to count calories because when you start to become... Listen, listen, listen. listen, listen. Unless you're a math major or someone who's an accountant, someone who likes numbers, counting calories to me is a, is a crock of shit. You know what the hell you're eating. You know what you're supposed to eat, what you're not supposed to eat, 
Why the hell do I have to count it? When I'm counting is how often I'm eating and what I'm eating during that sequence of food. Okay? So energy in, energy out. If I eat 500 calories and I'm the energy out is 100 calories, let's face it, energy wins. Energy in wins. Okay? So what we have to create is more energy out because we know that you you have no problem whatsoever creating energy in. <laughs> no problem. Energy out is what we have to focus on. So how are we supposed to start off with the energy out? What am I supposed to do? Think simple. Get up off the damn couch and move. I'm not saying to do a marathon. I'm not telling you that you have to join the gym and do six hours of working out. If you are obese or you are overweight, get up and walk around the house. Just walk around the house. Put, you know what, if there's any investment that I would suggest, I'm not into promoting. I do promote if I believe in the product. But I'm not here. This this podcast is not promoting. Okay? At least not yet. But if you are going to get anything, I would get a device, one of those watches, those Apple watches, or maybe Fitbit, so you know you can count your steps. Now, they do have the ones uh, on the iPhone which has that uh, heart monitor and, and the amount of steps. I don't think they're accurate. I don't think they're accurate at all. You know, if I put it in my pocket, yeah, you know, it count my steps, but you're not even focusing on the radiation that's coming from it either. Just like the GPS. I learned that from my, my experience because I bought a GPS. I'm not going to say the company. I put it on my, my wrist and I realized my wrist was getting hot. And then next thing you know, I start to see like a little a mark on my wrist. Um, and I noticed it only happened when I had a GPS on. So obviously there's some radiation that comes out of there. Um, and I'm not saying I'm going to turn into a credible Hulk, that kind of radiation, nuclear radiation. But there's something that's emitted from the, the watch that my body is rejecting. If it happens to me, I guarantee it happens to a lot of people who don't really talk about it. So anyway, you want to start walking. You want to start moving around. You know, touch your toes 20 times. Do some body weight squats 20 times. Do things in multiples of three. Three sets of 10, three times a day. Three sets of 10, three times a day. Morning, afternoon, and evening. You do that for two to three weeks, let's make it even easier. We do it for three weeks. We go in sets of three and see what your body allows you to do. And see how your body feels. Because if the energy, if you have no energy, it's funny. If you have no energy, it's because the energy in is overwhelming the energy out. It's not allowing the energy out to even participate in the dance. Okay? Because all the fat tissues, we have different types of fat tissues in our body. And the fat tissue is basically to help our bodily function. It helps us to function like the kidney, the liver, the heart, all those organs that we have in our body that has to have some sort of fat. So if you're eating food and you're saying, well, you know, I only eat once a day, but yet still I'm 40 pounds over. The reason for that is because what your body says is it's built to protect. 
Just remember that. It's built to protect. So if my body says, hey, you know what, Cliff? You're going to eat once a day. So whatever you're eating, I'm going to store as fat because I have no idea when you're going to eat again. I have no idea. So to protect you, since you are not even going to listen to me, I'm going to hold all the food that you eat as and store it as body fat because your organs need it. That's basically how it works. I mean, it's important that we have body fat. I mean, there's different types of body fat. We have white, we have brown, we have beige, you know, the white's for the kidneys and buttocks. The brown is for upper backs, like our infants that have that big upper back fat, you know, and it helps them so when they uh, generate heat when they're cold. Um, the beige is basically like the shoulders, the back, the chest, the abdominals, you know, things like that. Um, and we could go deeper into that, but that's not what this podcast is about. I'm trying to make it so simple and so effective that is easy to apply in your life. So we're going to work on understanding why we do the things that we do. Now, keep in mind, it's, it's easier said than done for a person. You know, just say, hey, Cliff, have you ever been obese? Have you been overweight? Well, I have been overweight, but it was purposely. I used to compete in natural bodybuilding, right? And natural bodybuilding, you know, I had to pick it. This was in New York. There was a company called NGA. And... You had to be seven years steroid free. I did not want to do steroids. I was scared to death of taking any type of steroids. I really was. For some reason, I thought two things were going to happen. My balls were going to shrink, right? <laughs> I, I, talk, I say what I feel. I thought my balls were going to shrink. And I thought for some reason, some strange reason, I was going to have hair on the top of my feet like a hobbit. Okay? So I never did steroids. So this company was great. Um, and, and I remember clearly because... When I did my first show, I had to go to the police station and take a polygraph. And the polygraph, I don't know if any of you listening ever took a polygraph test. First of all, I'm not going to go there. I was going to go there, but I'm not going to go there. But I am. Fuck it. Being a black man, right? You go to the polygraph test. You start. I start to say, oh, Lord, what the hell? Am I Am I in trouble? Am I in trouble? So what they do, I'm, I'm going to play this off for you. They have you sitting in a chair. And the chair, well, at least my chair, I'm pretty sure everyone else's chair who competed, the chair is facing a wall, a plain wall. They put it was, <laughs> they put all these straps across your chest. They got the blood pressure cuff, you know, and I'm a former paramedic. They pump that blood pressure cuff all the way practically to the top. Right? And then they start to ask questions. You know, what's your name? Moit? Yes. And you only can say yes or no. There's no in-between like, um, <laughs> well, I was born. No, no, no. Yes or no, right? I'm taking the test. And then they ask you if you're taking any steroids. Have you used any substance? All this stuff. No, 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 no. Then this question, <laughs> then this question came up. I kid you. Cannot make this shit up. He said, have you ever committed a crime and not have got caught in it? I said, uh, I turned around. He's, I turned like, what, what, what? He's like, please turn around, face the wall. I said, um, I, I'm sorry, I may have an ear infection. Can, can you repeat that again? <clears throat> have you ever committed a crime and not got caught? I said, um, no, no. But then again, in the back of your head, okay, what's 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 defined as a crime? 
know, a crime was my mom told me not to eat the cookies and cream. Oh, no, it wasn't cookies and cream. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp, 1986. She bought a big box of Cookie Crisp, right? She said, you can't eat any Cookie Crisp until the next day. And I'm thinking, all right, whatever. Next morning, I got up early, and I opened up that Cookie Crisp, and I had two big bowls of Cookie Crisp. Yeah, I wasn't the smartest guy. But to me, that could be a crime. That could be a little misdemeanor. I don't know. So you start to think you start to think of things that's so outrageous. And at one point I said, no, I, I didn't commit a crime. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't do anything bad. Okay, I ran a red light. <laughs> you know? But overall, I um of course I passed the polygraph. I wasn't too worried about that at all. But it was just a great experience. So why am I talking about the polygraph and what does this have to do with being overweight or obesity or fat and everything like that? The amount of energy that I put sitting in that chair, thinking the worst, thinking the worst, disrupted the energy out that I needed. So sometimes what happens when a person is overweight is the mental part of it. I'm not overweight. I have, and again, when I said I was overweight, because when I was training for this natural bodybuilding show, I went all the way up to 240 pounds purposely so I could cut down to a competition weight. And so I could understand how being heavy is. It was heavy for me to move. Um, certain, certain movements were a little bit more difficult. Flexibility was not even existing. So... But I do know that my mind got comfortable. My mind got comfortable at that weight. And this is what I'm sharing with you. Sometimes when you start to gain weight, your mind will play tricks and starts to feel comfortable because now you created a new pattern. And when you create this new pattern, it's now comfortable. It's like dating. The first three months, your girlfriend, partner, boyfriend are the best thing in the world. You created a pattern. Then when reality sets in, that same person that you adored 90 days ago is now the biggest pain in your ass. Because now you created a different pattern and it disrupted the pattern based on your expectations. And the same way when it comes to being overweight and being obese. Sometimes we could blame our culture, our family. And say, well, my mom's big, my dad's big. I must have their, I must have the, the DNA. Listen, there is some scientific proof about DNA and fat cells and all that. I get all that. But you still have a freaking choice. You have a choice that, hey, listen, if I'm going to be overweight, yeah, but I don't have to be 60 to 80 pounds overweight. And what's the worst that can happen? Why don't you just freaking try and have the, just give yourself that respect and say, hey, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do this for six months straight. I'm not talking about Jenny Craig. I'm not talking about Weight Watchers. I'm not even talking about Lucia Roberts when it was around in the 80s and 90s. Not talking about that. 
I'm talking about a dedication for you that starts at home. It starts at home. Even before you go outside. I have faith in you. I have faith in any person who makes a decision. So when you decide to do something, if you decide to lose, even if it's five pounds, even if you decide to lose five pounds, that decision is a a lock into your mental capacity to say, I'm going forward. It's a contract to yourself. And if you're breaking the contract to yourself, how many contracts in your life have you broken? In your family, in your business, to yourself. Now, I know that I get a little worked up, but I get tired. I get tired of hearing the same story over and over again because that story does not define who you are as an individual. That story does not make you a weaker person. That story is just a freaking story that you made up in your mind because you didn't complete the contract that you originally set out with proper planning. So how do I plan? What am I supposed to do, Cliff? I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get a sheet of paper. And when you write on that sheet of paper, you're just going to write down on the top goals. Three goals. Body, mind, spirit. Body, A, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to get firm. What's firming me? I want to get more muscle definition, get a little harder. Mind, I want to be able to have unshakable peace. I don't, if there's things that trigger you, if there's things that bother you, if you're quick tempered, If you feel like you are not present in the moment with your family, your spouse, or your business, that's the mind. How do I get there? And spirit, what do I do? What am I doing to myself to be grateful for what I have? Being grateful allows the energy and your spirit to be at ease because this is a gift. We're on this planet as a gift. And if we understand that, things in your life will change. So, let's recap. You got to do the daily three. Three sets of three exercises three times a day. Right? Simple. And it starts at home. On your goal sheet, body, mind, spirit, what are your goals for the next six months? And when this happens, you start to understand your goal. You start to understand your journey. You start to understand why you are here on this planet. Because if you don't have the energy out, you can't take anyone else's energy in. It's not fair to them. There's people who depend on us to be the best that we can be. And if I'm not the best that I can be right now, by not taking care of my mind, my body, my